0: This is The Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall.
1: Recently, I caught up with Jeff Brown. He's an ex-radio guy with years of industry experience. Now he shares his love of reading with the world with his very new and successful podcast called Read to Lead. I asked Jeff if he would join me on the podcast this week. I wanted him to share it with you secrets radio personalities don't want you to know. Thanks to our sponsor Evoice, Evoice is a very cool and easy way that you can manage your phone through your email. I'm guessing your life is just as busy as mine is, trying to run around and balance my work and home life. I don't want to get stuck in the office, and that's where Evoice can help. Here's how it works. Evoice gives you a toll-free number or a local number. And this is the number that you'd give to your clients, the same number, everybody gets this one number. Then what eVoice does is it'll route your call to whatever phone numbers that you set up. So for example, you could have it ring both your office and your cell at the same time. That way, if you're out and about, it'll ring your cell. And if you're in the office, you can pick up from the office. Another great feature is that the service converts your voicemail to email. So you can very quickly go through messages. No more listening through long voicemails eVoice is running a promotion for public speaker listeners. You can get started with a free 30 day trial of eVoice. Go to eVoice.com and enter the promo code SPEAKER for your 30 day free trial. That's eVoice.com and use the promo code SPEAKER for your 30 day free trial. If you ever dreamed of having your own radio show, now you can. In the past, getting into just about any creative field meant finding your way into the good graces of the powers that be. Even if you eventually managed that, still you had to slowly and ploddingly work your way up the ladder. You had to prove yourself worthy first. In Jeff's case, it took eight years of working part-time, mostly overnights and weekends, before he landed his first full-time on-air gig. And eventually, Jeff went on to co-host a nationally syndicated morning show for the last six years of his on-air career. As you know, the internet has leveled the playing field for a number of industries and broadcasting is no exception. Today, the only thing standing in your way of hosting your own show is you. Virtually anyone can launch a podcast and have the potential to be heard by tens of thousands of people. But wait, I know what you're thinking. If anyone can do it, then doesn't that mean a lot of marginally talented people are producing subpar content? (laughs) I can assure you, yes, that is indeed true. The way I look at it, though, is it just makes it easier for your awesome content to stand out. As Seth Godin would say, instead of waiting to be picked, pick yourself. So let's get started with Jeff's top three secrets. So Jeff's first secret, number one, is to stop trying to please everyone. Jeff, why don't you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, the first one is simply stop trying to please everybody. Mm. Uh, Early in my radio career, I, I worked for a station whose mission included, among other things, reaching and impacting teens with positive music. Uh, Some felt we weren't doing a good job of serving this demographic, so we added specific things like certain songs and promotions and events to what we were already doing in hopes of better serving teenagers while trying to continue to successfully serve our target demographic, which happened to be a 28-year-old married female. So we we were trying to spread ourselves a little too thin and be all things to all people. So how did that work out? Uh, Not very well, because after a while, uh, we noticed that our overall listenership began to decline, and this included uh, continued struggles with trying to attract teenagers.
1: Interesting. So then what did you guys do?
0: Well, we convinced the powers that be to reverse course, and in doing so, we found that as we super-served our target demographic, which, by the way, was the largest piece of the market pie, with a laser-like focus, we enjoyed higher ratings in all demographics. In other words... By filtering everything we did with a specific individual in mind, we reached more people in all areas, including teenagers. Really? Right? Really? Yeah, it, it sounds counterintuitive, but by narrowly tailoring your content, you actually broaden your potential audience.
1: Wow, that's interesting. You would think that by laser focus, you would be excluding some people.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Again, it sounds counterintuitive, but it actually works. And, and the wonder, wonderful thing about podcasting is no matter what your passion you can probably build a podcast around it. And if you do, uh, approach your podcast with that same laser-like focus. In other words, write down who your target listener is or who you would like for them to be, maybe even down to specific traits or proclivities you think that they might possess. Even cut out an image from a magazine or newspaper that represents who that person is. And then maybe even you know tape it on your computer screen or on the wall next to you because that's going to come in real handy for the next tip.
1: So... I have a question for you. So for your Read to Lead podcast, what is your target demographic? What picture do you have posted on your computer?
0: Well, I have about a 40-year-old male uh, in front of me when I do my show, literally a picture cut out from a magazine. I'm looking at it right now. My uh, What my does he lister, have on? Uh, he's got a business suit on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a little gray going. He's just starting to see a little bit of gray. Uh, he's, he's a professional uh, in, in business and probably in a position of leadership, and um, uh, that's, that's the typical listener to my show. That doesn't mean that there aren't other kinds of people from other walks of life. Certainly, there, that doesn't mean there aren't women who listen or young men who listen, but that's who I'm, who I'm focusing in on, and as I do that, I am best serving everyone.
1: Hmm. What's your tip number two?
0: Well, this one is you're never talking to more than one person. Uh, here's what I mean. Uh, you might sometimes hear radio hosts or podcasters say things like, hey, all you listeners out there, or good morning, everybody. We're excited to have all of you here. Uh, if you've heard that, then you've heard one of my biggest uh, pet peeves.
1: Ah, oh, I heard that just the other day. I was being interviewed, and the woman said, good morning, everyone. And I thought, oh, oh really? <laughs>
0: Well, radio and, and by extension, Lisa, podcasting or really any other form of audio content delivery is is a highly intimate medium, as you well know.
1: I I absolutely agree. It's it's like you're you're in their head.
0: <laughs> yeah, almost literally, you know, via earbuds or headphones, because they're listening to whatever it is they're doing, their workout or whatever. Now anytime you begin to speak, you should do so as if your target demographic, whoever he or she is, is sitting right there next to you. You know, think of that picture again, like we talked about in, in tip number one. Speak as if you're talking to that one person, and you'll be amazed at the impact this simple subtlety can have on your listeners.
1: Yeah, I have a picture of my best friend right here, Linda, and I always imagine before I start, in fact, before I warm up, I generally say, so Linda, and then I'll start talking to help me remind myself of that.
0: Oh, that's perfect. And people often feel like they've gotten to know you, and they won't know why, but if you run into some of your podcast listeners, they'll say say things like that. I feel like I know you, or... Uh, that show you did the other day was just for me.
1: Yeah, and they they quote me. That's the scary part. <laughs> I'm like, what? What did I say? <laughs> I don't remember that.
0: <laughs> well, a lot of times, Lisa, I hear this pet peeve come out when a host is trying to differentiate who they're directing a, a statement to. Like while interviewing a, a guest on my podcast, I could say something like, uh, welcome to the Read to Lead podcast, Lisa. It's great to have you on. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Lisa is the host of the Public Speaker podcast. And the phrase, for those of you, lets you know that I'm transitioning from one person to the next, or from from you, Lisa, to all of the listeners out there. But just like in this example, hosts often do it in the plural sense. And to me, it it sounds unnatural and, and less intimate.
1: Right. I would agree. I would agree.
0: And I think it would be far better. It's really simple and subtle, but far better to state it like this. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast, Lisa. It's great to have you on. In case you don't know, Lisa is the host of the Public Speaker podcast. You can hardly tell the difference. There's just one sentence that was changed. But this example, to me, illustrates a seamless and natural transition from engaging Lisa to engaging a single listener, not everybody as a group.
1: Right. Absolutely. I think it's so important, not only as a host for a podcast or host on radio, but even when you're delivering a public speaking presentation, I always Mm -hmm. tell people deliver as if you're talking to one person and one person with many eyes, but one person (laughs) because it makes it more personal. It definitely makes it more personal. I always assume that. I always assume one person. And my friend Linda, like I said, she's right on my desk. I always talk to her. And then before a presentation, I actually keep a couple of people that are close friends of mine, again, pictures right in front of me on the front seats to remind me that I'm talking to somebody that's very personal.
0: This last secret, Lisa, uh, secret three is probably my favorite. It's be the moon and not the sun. Years ago, my talent coach Tommy Kramer taught me that I am not the center of my listeners' universe, no matter how popular my show might become.
1: Oh, wait! wait I want to hear that story. <laughs> well,
0: the, the same goes uh, for anyone. If you approach your audience under the assumption that that you know their world revolves around you and your show, you are sorely mistaken. Because your job as the host, or as as, as the co-host, or the podcast host, or whatever, is is to have a complete grasp of what your listener cares about and what their concerns are. Exactly. Uh, my talent coach was always telling me, you know, everything around you that's happening throughout your day is potential quote unquote show prep. And early on, as I would recognize things going on in my personal life or things going on out in the community and think about how I might approach that on the show, my approach was often self-centered and I would think about how it impacts me and approach it that way on the air from that angle exclusively. It's only natural to do that. But a selfless host immediately asks things like, how is this going to affect her? Or among the angles I could take on this story, what's the one thing that's going to resonate with her the most? Do that and put your own unique spin on it. And you've got what what I would call uh, content gold. Uh, the moon reflects the sun's light. And your job is to reflect back to your listener what's important to them. It's their universe. And you're revolving around them, not the other way around.
1: Oh, I love that analogy. But... I'm also one of those very practical people. So can you give me a very concrete example?
0: Oh, sure. Um, say uh, I'm a rabid football fan, and I happen to be one. Um, maybe uh, I want to chat about yesterday's football game. But if my target is that 28-year-old married female that we talked about earlier, then doing so is probably putting my agenda first. That's not to say the NFL doesn't have female fans. Obviously, nothing could be further from the truth. But it's probably not the first thing on her mind come Monday morning as she's trying to get the kids ready uh, for school and, and start the day.
1: Okay, got it. Okay, well, Jeff, that's all we have time for today, unfortunately, but I really appreciate you sharing your three secrets and also agreeing to co-host this episode of The Public Speaker. You can listen to Jeff on his show, Read to Lead Podcast, where he interviews successful and inspiring nonfiction authors every week. You can find a show on iTunes, but you can also visit his website, readtoleadpodcast.com. Thanks again to our sponsor, eVoice. eVoice has great features like dial by name directory and even transcribes your voicemail to text. You can get started with a free 30 day trial of eVoice. Just go to eVoice.com and enter the promo code speaker. That's eVoice.com and enter the promo code speaker. Also, I wanted to let everyone know that the podcast awards are off to the races. So I would invite you to, of course, vote for all of the Quick and Dirty Tips shows. But if you enjoy this show, I'd like to ask you to go ahead over to podcastawards.com and enter the show in the education category. And you can use my link, itunes.com forward slash public speaker. That's itunes.com forward slash public speaker. And of course, the show is called The Public Speaker. But I think you already know that. Thanks for listening. And thanks for your support. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you maximize sales manage perceptions, and enhance leadership through keynotes, workshops, books, and online courses. Passionate about communication, your success is my business.
0: If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.